And then my mate looked at him and then he screams out, you're the devil. And then starts literally biting his fingers off. <laughs> what? The Chinese one. That's called Trader Ming's. <laughs> it is illegal to own more than 50 kilograms of potatoes at one time if you live in Western Australia. Uh, sent after a night out, came home, pissed on the floor. <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we take the best bits from your favorite late night shows and package them into a podcast. On today's episode, we'll be giving you guys advice on correct social etiquette, on mind your manners, as well as playing law or not. Anyways, throughout the week is me, Miguel. We've got Sen. Howdy. And Rohit. Alrighty, guys. So, this week, I actually went to, you know, one of the more popular photography spots in New South Wales, Seacliff Bridge. Have you heard of it or been there? Heard of it. Haven't been. Same. Mm. So, um... Basically, like, you know, they tell you it's a bit of a hike to get to the actual photography spot. It's like this nice, um, like, cliff essentially overlooking the bridge and the water. It's like, yeah, nice spot. Um, And then the part where people go, there's like a regular lookout and then there's like a secret lookout. But the secret lookout is the one that everyone goes to, which is like a bit of a hike to get to. Anyway, so I'm like wandering up there and it's genuinely like the jungle. There's like vines everywhere. You got to swing like Tarzan to get on there and it's like (laughs) bouldering at its finest. And so, like, what no one tells you is that, like, there is a genuine fear of death on that climb. (laughs) Like, the problem is that all the vines have been, like, torn up by the people who've gone before you. Mm. It's like, you know, it's like people have, like, tugged on the vines so hard that suddenly the vines that were stable, not so stable anymore. And so, at one point, I'm, like, walking, um, like, I'm climbing basically horizontally with my leg like above my head basically trying to like hold on for dear life while the loose rocks are, like slipping from the by above me who's like kicking rocks in my head. And so you finally like take this treacherous climb and you get all the way to like the top of where the viewpoint is. And then now you got to wait in the bloody line because everyone has been there and now wants to take full advantage of it to take a photo. And then once you're actually on the bridge itself, there's like a couple of photography spots and like Eight out of 10 of them, I'd say, are basically like if you fall, if you like move like one inch backwards, you're basically falling off the cliff. And so like people are genuinely trying anything and everything to get the perfect Instagram shot. Like people are like doing the thing where like some guy is holding your hand while your legs off dangling over the cliff and then another person's taking a photo on the side, making it look like you're falling off. And, and like, you know, in a lot of those photos, the the ground is pretty close to you. So it looks like you're falling off. But this one, you actually, if you fall off, like you're becoming, you know, a pancake essentially. And so I was just like looking, I was like sitting here looking at this and I'm just thinking like, what is going on? People are trying extremely hard for a photograph. And I was just thinking like, this just brought to mind, like what is the riskiest thing that you guys have seen? Because honestly that day I I was scared for a few people. I was ready to hear the sirens coming and getting airlifted out because that was, that was shocking. This is a completely different view from when you wanted to see people fall at Wedding Cake Rock Row. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, actually, that's true. I don't know. Because, like, actually, that's a good So, you care for story. the people at Seacliff Bridge, but not the people at Wedding Cake Rock. So, just for a bit of the context, like, a Wedding Cake Rock is basically this, like, big rock, which there's a massive sign there saying, like, you know, people shouldn't jump over the fence to get on the actual rock because it's super unstable, blah, blah, blah. But then I was thinking, like, you know, if you, if you jump over the bridge that says do not jump over the bridge and you fall down, I'm thinking, like, it's okay. I don't mind. You know, I'd actually <laughs> like to see that. Jesus Christ. But then this is just like, you know, a bit of rock climbing. I'm a bit partial to rock climbing. It takes it, 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 You have to work hard to get onto the ledge. So that's why I'm a bit more scared for the people there. Yeah, right. So I've got a, a story about, you know, something I've seen that's pretty risky. Uh, so this is when I was out clubbing with my mates on exchange. 
So part of the group, there was a particular guy who was known for his appreciation of consuming substances, boys. So just a bit of context. You know how I got to gotta keep it safe. It's a nice way to put it. That's actually kind of poetic. You love to see it. So just a bit of context. So you know how people put Polaroids on the back of their clear phone cases, right? Mm, yeah. Mm. Within, well, within a week of being in Leeds, he had a business card of his, uh, his dealer of such substances <laughs> in his phone case <laughs> on display to everyone. <laughs> so this is, the, this is the sort of character we're talking about. So anyway, one night out, we're all at this uh, one club. We stayed you know, until the end around 3 a.m. So when everyone was leaving, dance floor clearing up, my mate with his keen eyes spots something on the floor. He spotted a little plastic baggie that seemed to contain exactly mm. a gram mm. of an unknown white substance, fellas. So, you know, as a connoisseur that he is, he uh, told us to wait for him as he proceeded to the bathroom to give it a little little test. So, we're all waiting outside the bathroom. We're being ushered to leave, you know, being rushed out because it's already 3 a.m. There's no music, lights are on, all that. I don't know, we hear, we hear loud banging on the walls and just screams of pain. <sighs> He's like smashing the doors and shit. So then a few seconds later, he comes out and he tells us, you know, it wasn't what he thought it was. It felt like uh, <laughs> felt like glass shards going oh up his God. nose. So we ask him, why the fuck did he take it, right? Well, he said two things to it. First of all, he would have been rude not to, mm. you know, you find it on the ground, you know, you got you to take advantage. And then second of all, and more importantly, he said he gave it to his other mate for a taste test. So what his, the other mate did, he dipped his finger in the bag, licked his finger <laughs> and somehow guaranteed to him. That was just classic nose beers, pure nose beers. Well, so I, I don't know why he did that bloody risky thing. Would you do? Would you do that? Not well, a fucking chance. I've got actually two kind of side asides to this story, which might derail a little bit. Firstly, I know a guy who actually has on the back of his phone case uh, a mugshot, not of his like partner, but just of him. On the back of his phone case? Yeah, to show that he's hard, bro. He's He's been in the system. That's really funny. <laughs> I don't know why he's done that. Um, and secondly, I think with the, yeah, with the the kind of substance taking, I had a guy when I was um, on exchange, my mate told me a story of this dude who did a similar sort of thing. And then they went back to the hostel because they were sleeping. Um, and basically, he woke up in the middle of the night screaming and chewing his fingernails. And then my mate looked at him. And then he screams out, you're the devil, and then starts literally biting his fingers off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sounds terrible. So, yeah. And so, obviously, you know, that, yeah, I don't know, taking unknown substances just seems like a bad idea on all fronts. <laughs> what has to go through your mind for you to do that? The fact that, you know, it's $300 per bag and you're like, $300? Free. Mm. Nah, surely not. Surely there has to be more steps to it than that. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> stonks. <laughs> I think it's, like <laughs> Well I that would know. be a, I just, it'd be a strong no from me. Like just putting that yeah. out there. Yeah, obviously. I think I think we're more sensible than that. But just just the I don't know, man. Like it's you've he's gotta be having so he's probably vision or judgment's impaired somewhat, you know, by the proceedings of the night. But even then I don't know. Surely, like the, what fun, like, the funniest thing about this story for me is when his mate tests it, just tastes it, and says, "Yeah, hundred percent, go on, son." <laughs> Guaranteed him, mate. Said he knew the taste of it. Yeah, <laughs> just trust me, and he did. To be fair to him, good mates, Got a tick of approval. But that's yeah, that's probably one of the riskiest things I've actually heard. That's that's not risky to us. Say it's no just, to substances. It's just dumb. Anyway, we'll move on from there. Speaking of dumb, um, and what's becoming, I guess, a tradition 
for this opening segment, I've got more racist food ideas. Sorry, not food ideas, food items. And for once, this is actually one of the companies fighting back. And so Trader Mm. Joe, a couple of weeks ago, they came out and said um, that their items were not racist and they weren't going to change it or remove the packaging. And so I'll give you some of the examples of what's been called racist. Um, So it's called Trader Joe's and they've got like different ethnic variations. And so there's the Chinese one that's called Trader Ming's. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. It's called Trader Ming's. (laughs) That's not allowed. There's... (laughs) Mexican Trader Jose. <laughs> You're joking. There's Middle Eastern Arabian Joe. <laughs> Not even a trader. And then my favorite. any old Arabian Joe. <laughs> and the Japanese one is Trader Joe Sun. <laughs> <laughs> no way. And so they came out and said, we want to be clear. We disagree that none of these are racist um, and we won't cha- make decisions based on petitions. So apparently people made like a change.org petition mm. to get them to change it. And so they've stood their ground. So you know what? I'm, I'm with Trader Joe on this one. And uh, Arabic Joe and yeah, all the Trader Joe's. Joe Sun. Trader Ming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to stand with Trader Joe as well. I don't think it's racist at all. I think they just, you know, chose the most popular names from all the places that they established in I think and then just Ming's is probably the most racist one there and that one I will agree sure. with you just can't be called Trader Ming's yeah it's a culture Trader Wong no just any name you can't be doing that you really can't be doing that I think you're just projecting a little bit Sam I don't <laughs> actually see anything wrong with Trader Ming's well look there's people on the change.org petition agree with me all right how many people sign this uh, let's see <laughs> 300 don't worry about it only 300. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's 840. Oh, even better. <laughs> uh, I think I think Arabian Joe has got the. Uh, the He's worst. not even a trader. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just some Joe. <laughs> like that's racist. Like if you describe some bloke as like Arabian Joe, like oh you know where'd you see that guy? Like oh, you know that's my mate Arabian Joe. <laughs> that's my mate Indian Rohit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds racist to me. <laughs> But no, definitely, uh, listeners, if you have any other <laughs> examples of such blatant racism, definitely write in. I think we have enough for a segment here, for sure. Mm. Alrighty, guys, for our game this week, we're going to play Lore or Not. So, the game, for those who haven't played before, is I've got a bunch of different laws. Some of them I've made up, some of them are true, and the boys have just got to work out which is which. So, first one. Canadian race radio stations are by law required to play Canadian artists on the airwaves at least 35% of the time. Mm-hmm. 35% of the time. Bieber. Sean Mendes. Is he Canadian? The Weeknd. I think, they're, Canadian? I think they're all Canadian. Yeah. Oh, shit. I was going no, to try to make Drizzy. a point. Drizzy. Uh, okay. I was, yeah, I was just going to say it's just Drake and Justin Bieber that would be playing then. Nah, but surely even standard radio, that's about 35%. <laughs> you reckon they don't have to try? It's just a law. Yeah, it's just coincidentally that they have 35%. Uh, I know in Triple J, they have to play Australian, like 80% Australian artists or something like that. 80? Like, it's really high. Yeah, but that's that's yeah, that's yeah, one radio station. Mm, but This is all of them. That's, that's a fair point as well. I don't know. I'm, I'm inclined to say it's true, to be honest. Yeah, you know what? We'll give it a true. You're right. It is true, which means- in an hour of radio during the work week, you're going to hear out of that hour 20 minutes of music. Can we verify like the maths on that? Nickelback, Celine Dion, Buble, <laughs> Bieber, both yeah, just quite a few. Plenty. All right, and the next one. Every tourist who visit Hawaii is required to wear a lei at least once during their stay. 
Is that news? Or, sorry, is that a law or is that not? <laughs> this can't be a it's law. It's not a law. How is it enforced? <laughs> Bloody police following you on your seven-day trip, making sure you wear a lay one of those seven days. There's no way. I'm pretty sure I read this. This was like on Batuta or something, I swear, the other day. So, there's like a- look. All these laws are going to sound outrageous. I'll just say that, right? And probably not going to be enforced. But use that oh, information as you will. Okay. I feel like they give you a lay when you land to everyone. That's for nah. the requirement. As you yeah, have- I think that's that's the way they ensure the laws enforced. They're like, you know what? Off the bat, you get a lay. Make sure you don't break the rule. Who's refusing a lay? You know, <laughs> off Hawaiian Airlines, they give you the lay. You just accept, say aloha. So what we're saying, it's true. I, I mean. Well, I'm happy to say it's false. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds completely ridiculous. Oh, but then what he said about it, it's all going to sound... I don't know. He's, he's throwing me off here. Red herrings. He's throwing red herrings. Maybe it's a custom, but I don't think it's a law. No way it could be a law. Okay, so we'll say it's false then. It's false, Ro. Two from two boys. Well done. Don't try and fool us with your bloody input, mate. Law number three. It's illegal to give your child a middle name in Mississippi. <laughs> I mean, we have zero point of reference for this. <laughs> could, could could be on, could be off. Could uh, could transition to quick spelling be another one of our games? Can you spell Mississippi? Can we get the point otherwise if we do that? No, I'm not. I'm just going to look up quickly how to spell it because I've got no idea. <laughs> um, no, I don't think you can, like by the Geneva Convention, I don't think you can legally stop people from giving people middle names unless it's something outrageous like Adolf, Judas... Mm. Genghis. <laughs> oh, All those AS. Exactly. IS, AS. Any, anything, anything with S, really. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm inclined to think this is fake. Yeah, I have to say it's fake as well. There's no way. It's three from three. Well done. The next one. It is illegal to own more than 50 kilograms of potatoes at one time if you live in Western Australia. <laughs> That's very specific. 50 kilos. What if you're a farmer? 50 kilos. By definition, don't you have more than 50 kilos? What was the law again, Ro? <laughs> exactly what you said. Illegal to own more than 50 kilos worth of potatoes at one time if you live in WA. You reckon they're planting stuff in WA? You reckon there's farmers out there in the arid yes. landscape? You reckon? Yeah. Why not? I'm sure there's potato farmers out there. I'm sure there's one or two. WA is a big place. Uh, yeah, fair enough. But uh, No, hang on. You have- Surely like, a, surely, like, a restaurant has more yeah, than exactly. 50 Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I'm sure Macca's has, like, bags of, like, potatoes. Restaurants <laughs> have potatoes. Markets. No, you know what? This has to be false. It's false. It's true. What? <laughs> What's the rationale <laughs> behind this? What the f- If it stop people hoarding potatoes or something. Apparently, it's got something to do with uh, limiting potato imports. Um, so, there is- The Potato Marketing Corporation has the right to stop and search your car for rogue spuds- <laughs> this just doesn't sound real. <laughs> Rogue spuds. Mate, there's, there's a watchdog. There is a watchdog looking out for these people. I don't mind my heroin, though. Those are just potatoes. Yeah, exactly right. Now, la- second last one. It is illegal. Sorry. It is legal for Kansas University students to carry concealed handguns on campus. Brother, we've done this. I'm pretty law sure before. we've, yeah, we've, we've had done this, this law before. But the thing is, I don't remember. <laughs> the answer was, what was the, sorry, what was the, oh shit, yeah, I forgot it as well. What was the law again? It is legal for Kansas University students to carry the concealed weapons. Concealed. Oh, carry. bastard, I hosted this one as well. I found it. Oh no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we got it right. And I think we said. So what was it? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the point of contention was about like the concealed carry and whether or not that was legal or not. And I think we decided- My God is telling me true. Yeah, because it's Kansas, you know, one of those flyover states. We'll, we'll say it's true. It's mm. true, right? It is true. I can't believe we're recycling laws. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. I can't believe we didn't real like we couldn't figure out the answer straight away. Alrighty. Last one. It is illegal t- for women to wear or own garments with pockets in Britain. What did you say again? It is legal. It is illegal for women to wear or own garments with pockets in Britain. Do you think is this this could be some medieval mm, law that, that no one actually cancelled out but yeah. no one follows, yeah. Yeah, do, ah, they have, do those dresses back in the day have pockets? I don't know. Corsets? You reckon they're wearing them with pockets? What's a corset, bro? It's like that tight thing, right? The undergarment thing that they put on. Super tight. Makes you look busty. I feel like, yeah, I feel, I'm leaning towards it is a law, but it's like not enforced. No one knows about it. One of those hidden laws. Mm, yeah, I'll go with you on that one. We'll say it's Because I can though. confirm there were pockets in Britain. <laughs> not correct. It is a fake law, my friends. Don't be thrown off oh, by the, dumb. the silliness. It was indeed. So, All obviously right. not a law. And we still <laughs> got it. Look, if you said any other country, I wouldn't have brought up the whole medieval spiel. Uh, I had to go to Britain. That was the that was only one thing I could think of that might have um, might have got it. Otherwise, I could have chosen, a po- you know, countries. Like, for example, like a lot of, you know, Indian clothes barely have pockets. You're just wearing, you know, cloths around your, your waist and things like that. But- um. That is the end of the segment, my friends. And the scores are four. I got two, two wrong, I believe. That's right. Four two in favour to you. Well done, boys. Congratulations on a you know well deserved victory. So this is mind your manners. This is the segment where we discuss the do's and don'ts, as well as the correct etiquette to help you out of your next awkward social scenario. So you guys have smashed it once again, sending in your awkward social scenarios to us on Instagram. So keep it up. And if you want to feature on the next segment, you can just DM us on Instagram at Critical Banter with your problems or stories. Uh, so for the first scenario we have today was anonymous, anonymously sent in. Uh, and it goes, boys, prepare yourself for this one. The tagline is split or not. So, the boys went on an interstate road trip in Victoria. We hire a van so we can fit the whole gang. We hire it under the name of one guy since he's on his green peas, but we split the driving throughout the trip. The trip was solid. We come home, everything's good. But a few weeks later, the guy who hired the car gets a letter from the Victorian version of the RMS with a fat speeding fine of $3,000. It's high because we were we were on our peas and we're from interstate. But now we figure out who was driving at the time and we kind of have a good bet of exactly when and how it happened. Now, a lot of the boys know, but we haven't told the guy driving about the $3,000 fine because we're all thinking how to break the bad news to him. Now, the thing is, should us as the boys offer a split or not? Because sure, the guy, the guy was driving, but let's be honest, we were all speeding at one point in time on the boys trip and maybe we didn't egg him on, but we probably didn't slow him down either. It's also a fat fine, $3,000 on one guy. But if we split it, it would have been around $400 each. So, what's the etiquette here, boys? Would you boys offer a split or not? Let's assume the speeding guy would be copying a huge setback, but it's not going to put him on the streets. So, boys, what are our thoughts on this essay? Well, i got a couple of things here with the story. Um, So, this obviously probably happened a couple of months ago because I don't think anyone's allowed to come in and out of Victoria. So, Mm. apologies for getting to this so late. Um, So, wait, they got the letter for the fine, but they said, they don't want to tell the guy who actually did the driving. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. It looks like they've, uh, yeah, they've got a group chat, a separate, they made a separate group chat with the boys who weren't driving at the time. And then, That's, you know, how do we break it to him? 
So it already sounds like they're going to try and get him to pay the 3K fine on his own. <laughs> <laughs> they want us to just validate that. Yes, go on. Dog your mate. Well, I assume they split. So this is my take. I assume they split the fee of the hiring. They split the fee of like the petrol. I think following that, you got to split the fine as well. That That's just my point of view. I think. Well, surely counter argument. The driver, it's on him for being an idiot of, you know, speeding where he can get caught. The other boys didn't get caught. <sighs> You know, I mean, it's a fair point. I can't argue with that. That's that's a very fair point. But I think it's the boys. You can't dog the boys is all I'm going to say. Mm. Like 3K is a lot as well. I'm sorry. Like that's a lot to stitch up on one guy. Yeah. How fast was this guy going to rack up a $3,000 <laughs> well. fine? Yeah, dude, I was going to say, if it's a 3K fine, surely they cancel your license. They impound the car. Yeah. Yeah, the motorway is like, what, 110 kilometers per hour, bro? How fast are you on 180? He's going, no, he's probably going 180 over. It's what he's going. <laughs> <laughs> Driving bloody Lamborghini, you reckon, Senny? I... Oh no, wait, it's a van. It's a van. So exactly. Yeah. See, it's not. I don't know. There's a lot of how things far, are not how adding fast up. Are you driving this van? Yeah, it's going. It's it's actually <laughs> jetting. Like a school zone as well. It must have been going like thirty or forty over. I'm not. I, yeah, I really don't know. Supersonic. The fact that he didn't even know what the Victorian version of the RMS was called <laughs> is also another point of contention. Before here. you write in, fellas, you need to research. You need to do a bit of research for us. I don't know. A lot of things aren't adding up for me right now, but I will say I think that they should split it. That would be, if I was in that position, I'd be pushing the boys to split it. Mm. There, there is a lot going on here. I will say that. I actually think there's multiple points of etiquette here. First of all, like you mentioned, Sen, like, you know, are you, so you, do you actually have to make a group chat before you, you break the news to the guy? Secondly, like, do you tell people to slow down when they're driving? You know, they're saying we didn't egg him on, but we didn't tell him to slow down. Like, is that is that something that you boys actually do? When Sandy's going ninety kilometers per hour on side streets, I tell him to slow the fuck down. Mm. <laughs> no, you do, you do. You definitely tell your mates to slow down, mm, especially yeah, when you're cool. in the car with them. When you're in the front seat holding the fucking door and the car's rattling, I think it's more <laughs> out of self-interest that you tell him to slow down. Uh, self-interest of life. I think it's a. I think it's a lot more philosophical than what meets the eye. As a lot of these questions are really. <laughs> How much do you value a life? Is what we're trying to ask. I think. I think like in reality, right? It, this question can be answered quite simply by your own ethical framework, right? Do you subscribe to a utilitarian framework of ethics? You know, whether do the ends justify the means? If all or seven of you get fined four hundred dollars each, then all seven of them aren't speeding anymore. Whereas opposed to this one bloke, if you just get, give him the fine, then he uh, uh, then he learns to stop speeding. I don't know. A four hundred dollar fine wouldn't stop me from speeding. A three k yes. one would absolutely. Surely, knowing wouldn't. your friend got three k just for speeding, that would deter me as well. No, <laughs> I know I many know. people I, I, have got it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I can think of like three just off the top of my head. Who've, so I can think of two who've been suspended twice for speeding. <laughs> that still wouldn't stop me. So my friend, he he got cop, he got hit with like a four thousand dollar fine. Because he was driving on a motorway and then there was Roadworks, which was 40, and he was late to work and he was driving 150. <laughs> <laughs> 110 over. So the cops pulled him over for 110 over the limit. He got his Holy car impounded, yep. license suspended for three yep. years, and a four and a half thousand Holy dollar fine. Shit. <laughs> Did the cops at least take him to work? <laughs> no, dude. And then he. Uh, and I, <laughs> I think he's got like six months left on his suspension, and then he was driving again without a license. And he got without a license and got oh pulled over. God. Anyways, none of those stories have deterred him. So you know, exactly. like, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think I think in all honesty with this question, right? I think that um, 
you've got to split it. I'm on Sand's side. Like $3,000 for one of your friends is a ridiculous amount. You cannot give him that to cop on his own. No. Yeah. Also, I mean, I'm thinking like, no, dude. I don't, and also I'm thinking like, how do they know who's driving at the particular time? I don't know. That also seems a bit shady to me. It seems like this is the bloke that no one likes in the group. So, they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll just let, we'll just tell them Dave did it. It was Dave, right? Right, guys? Uh, did, did they say they knew, know who it was? They said they had like a good feeling. <laughs> we kind of have a good bet of exactly when and how it happened. They got no idea. Innocent. This is not proven beyond a reasonable doubt. I think, yeah, splitting. But it also actually brings me to another point. Reminds me of another etiquette story. Um, so we went to Thailand, and I want to get your boys' thoughts on this. So we went to Thailand. Me, Sen, and Migs. Uh, Sen after a night out, came home, pissed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> No, nothing no, chunked in the story. sink. I'm <laughs> <No. laughs> just adding some color, you know. Comes in, sprays his hose all over the toilet on the floor. Claims to have sat. <laughs> he does that as well. Goes to the safe that we put our passwords and cash in. Decides to change the safe number. So then the next morning we can't actually get into the safe. <laughs> and then not only that, he sends me on a trip with this dodgy tie bloke on a motorbike. On a trip. You volunteered. I was holding the lock. By the way, the safe, I may add, which is like 20 kilos on my hands while my left hand was wrapped around that Thai guy's pot belly. <laughs> we drive to the lockpick place and then the guy charges us like, I don't know how much it was, but it was, a, it was, I think it was $100 per person in the end to fix the lock. And so, you know, again, do we split that? Despite Sen being the one who, who decided to just go like full like Mission Impossible, try to <laughs> unpick the lock safe. <laughs> Actually, no need to times. get his passport. Um, <laughs> but no, we, 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 split the con, uh, we split the cost for that one. And I think exactly. we all agree that that was the right thing to do. Yeah, we saw the <laughs> guilt in your eyes. We saw the absolute shame that you had. In the same way that that was all Sen's fault, <laughs> <laughs> this situation also will be split, despite the fact that it is all his fault. To be fair, so this you is pay it. Yeah, this is probably down. months ago, so they probably paid it. So if you please write in and tell us what happened. I think the hardest part is um is splitting the demerit points, but that's another story. I don't think that's possible, is it? Yeah, I think old mate has to cop the whole demerit points and maybe a four hundred dollar fine. All right, there we go. Split the fee, boys. Let us know if you split it, and um, we'll move on to our second scenario of today, boys. Sent in by Adam on our Instagram, and he wrote in: If there are no urinals available and you use a stall to pee, should you close the door? Also, if the urinals are out of order due to COVID, which has happened to Adam, should you leave a space between your stall and someone else's? So, again, a bit of bathroom etiquette, running theme of this podcast. I actually am a massive proponent of leaving the door open when you pee. I was going to say, did this man just ask if he should close the door? Yes, Adam. <laughs> no, dude, <laughs> that's Is really a question you need to write no. in with? No, it is a I'm question. On, I'm on Adam's side. I leave I'm the door also on open. Adam's side. So, what sort of baboon walks into a stall when you see someone's peeing? I think I just have some sort of inherent shame, like taking a dump in public toilets. So, I want to prove to the people outside as more oh of like a social God. thing. I'm like, guys, I'm not taking a dump. I'm actually just peeing. You know, but you got to believe me. The guy who left the thing on, on, on uh, who left it all clogged wasn't me. And so, that's kind of where I stand on the whole so issue. It's a pride thing for you, Rowie. A little bit. Not a convenience I thing. Like, I just find it so oh, shameful. You know, you walk out, you do the walk of shame. It smells. Everyone knows what you did in there. You did well, the dirty deed and you walk Where out. else are you meant to do it? Well, you don't even do it there, though, do you, Sen? No, I don't. <laughs> oh. That's more because of the germs or whatnot. But where else are you meant to dump if it's not the toilet? That's what I'm saying. I just think that, like, if, you, if, you, if you're not taking a dump, just leave the, 
the door open just so everyone else has a heads up. No, I disagree with you on this one. I close door every single time, man. I'm like I'm like China, closed door policy. <laughs> <laughs> Only going Means- in, nothing comes out. No, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Anyways, I'm with Ro here. I don't mind leaving the door open. But as well, the second part of the question, boys, you leave a space between your stall and someone else's. I feel like that's a bit extra, um, no? There are doors. No, I always try and get- or the like walls, a, rather. No, I always try and get a stall that's far away from everyone else's. If you were- So um, is it jarring if someone goes into the stall next to you? Very. A little bit. I agree with Sam there as well. Because it becomes like a bit of who's louder. I don't know. Oh, so you start pissing on like, the water to make it, yeah, to leave your mark. Assert some dominance. I don't know, dude. The guy next to me always feels the need to be loud. He just has some sort of like, the flatulence coming out of his asshole is genuinely outrageous. <laughs> Does that make you feel like a smaller man, Ro? It, it makes me feel uncomfortable first and foremost. <laughs> but I think like, yeah, the stall, like purposely leaving a stall gap is a bit unnecessary. But I will say this, like if you're walking into a bathroom and there's like four stalls of, of, of toilets- which one do you choose? Furthest if all, away. If they're all open. If they're all open. Furthest away from the door and the sinks. Is that what the word? Yeah, mm. the sinks. Surely you just have a quick look at them all and see the cleanest one. Oh, yeah. Well, that is all that. shit all over the last one. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Are you then, still going for it? No, then you go for the cleanest one, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, like, the thing is, right? Like Most people like would go with you, Sen. Like, they'd go to the, the furthest stall away. But everyone does that. So the first stall is where I head to. You just beeline. Ah, reverse engineer it. You, t- you think about what everyone else is doing and just think, hmm, what would do the, the opposite? Uh, yeah, what would the average Joe do? And just one eighty. They're playing checkers. You're playing chess, Rowie. Exactly right. So that brings us to the end of the episode. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so you guys don't miss a single episode. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at Critical Banter, where you can find additional content as well as submit any questions or stories for us to discuss. The links for those as well as our website are in the description. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. One eighty. They're playing checkers. You're playing chess, Rowie. Exactly right. Do we have time for one more? Sure. Well, I don't have one, Sen. <laughs> Why would you say that, Ro? <laughs> we'll just end it then. <laughs> Why the fuck did you say that? <laughs> I, was just having, I was just having a good, a good time on that segment. <laughs>